cliffcentral.com Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com Welcome to the Fashion Lab and thank you for tuning in uh, again. My name is Lisa Gumbo Regisford, your host. And on today's show, we're going to be talking fashion bursaries and grants. Now, some people may ask, why should we be given money to make pretty clothes? I mean... The fashion industry is huge. However, I still think that if the fashion industry uh, can be pushed and we can push beyond borders, we could definitely be able to um, also help push uh, the economy. Um, now, according to a source, patternindy.com, the Small Business Administration in the U.S. does not offer grants to small businesses to start or expand a business. They actually help you with loans and if you're not a for-profit uh, organization, you much have a higher chance of finding grants through the state or through the federal government. But again, how many fashion business are, are not for profit? I mean, come on. So just a disclaimer, if you did not receive a grant or bursary, do not be mad at Anita or Shaniqua or whoever, because they're doing very great after they got theirs. And may I also mention, please do not put up those placards and march down the street, because quite frankly... A grant is not your right, it's your lack. So my advice to you, especially the younger designers, is to go find an investor who wants to put his or her money into your pretty clothes. And then welcome to the business behind fashion brought to you by Fashion Lab Africa. That's what we do here. So uh, a quick question also, um, if you're tuned in, we're on Twitter at Fashion Lab AF. Do you think grants can help new fashion designers break into the fashion industry? Personally, I think it's definitely good. It's possible. I mean, it's, you know, think about it. You graduate, you get into the new world and the real world. And then, you know, we are sitting here as fashion entrepreneurs spending years and years trying to grow these babies. And then you get a grant. So obviously it can be able to boost uh, your fashion business to a whole new level. Now, the fashion industry is very competitive. We know that this makes breaking into the field very difficult. However, it doesn't mean impossible. There are definitely some steps that can be taken to achieve uh, better results. Uh, the grants and buzzeries conversation I thought was really important because uh, somebody I was having a conversation with yesterday who's also in the industry, has been in the industry long enough, says there's not enough grants and buzzeries in the continent. So it's interesting, again, that, you know, we've got special guests in studio today. We're going to be really unpacking this conversation and also just seeing um, that maybe we're not spending time enough researching to see what's actually out there because there is there are a lot of opportunities. I was actually caught by surprise while just researching a bit on this topic just so I could understand, you know, where the grants are, what's happening in the continent. Now, fashion grants can definitely be used to draw attention to someone who wants to get into the industry. I think it's a beautiful attention breaker. And I think for, again, brand new brands, this is definitely an opportunity to not just get some backup to leverage your business almost immediately, but also get visibility faster than normal. I think they also eliminate a lot of costs and expenses. And that's why I'm saying I'm not like Anita. I didn't get those grants, but you know, hey, good for Anita, good on her. And then for the rest of us, let's continue to find other ways to innovatively get some money to push our businesses to the next level. Now, um, for those who are wondering where the grants are, I came a couple, uh, through a couple of websites, uh, through a couple of grants, so many endless grants across this continent. One of the uh, grants that really caught my eye was the Art Moves Africa, which is uh, an international non-for-profit organization which aims to facilitate cultural and artistic exchanges within the continent. Now, the 
I think for me, one of the things I feel as an entrepreneur is travel is one of the most expensive parts of our businesses. You think about traveling into the continent, whether you want to penetrate uh, and have a presence in Accra or whether you want to go and have some stuff done in Addis and then move down to Kenya to get some raw materials. And then, you know, it's such an expensive affair. So I think for organizations like Art Moves Africa, who actually sort of uh, facilitate uh, those grants that help when it comes from to processing your visa. Even visas are not cheap. From your visa to your airfare, to your accommodation, to all of that, I think that's great. And then obviously there are a lot of other grants. There's another grant also I came across in South Africa. Uh, it's a clothing and textile competitiveness improvement program. Whew. Okay. City. CIP. Now, this one is targeted at the clothing and textile industry. They offer a 200 rand million grant fund, which launched last year. And because I'm not going to kiss and tell, we will be discussing another grant that's also available in the South African market through our guests in studio today. Now, before I introduce our special guest, we're joined by our New York contributor, Edgy Benson, with his echoes from New York. Edgy runs NU New York, which is a fashion services company based in New York. They source services to fashion designers and fashion houses. Edgy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Liz. How are you? <laughs> Fine, thank you. I'm I'm back. <laughs> I've been a bit under the weather, but I am I'm back and I'm happy and I'm feeling feeling and looking fabulous as usual. And you? It's nice to have you back. I'm good. I'm just happy to have you back. Thank you. And what are you wearing before you think I'll sleep and jump into the next thing? <laughs> I was just going to ask you that, so you don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I was going to ask you. Edgy, you go first. What are you wearing and what's inspiring your look today? Well, it's a very quiet fall day in New York. I'm wearing, as usual, a pair of jeans <laughs> and a house coat, believe it or not. <laughs> Just to keep warm. Okay. Edgy, we love you and your jeans too, you know? <laughs> and for, and as for me, do you want to ask me what I'm wearing? I was just going to say that. Okay. So what are you wearing? Please? So I'm wearing this. <laughs> yes, I'm wearing one of my new, you know, I'm such a girl at heart. <laughs> so like my little pieces, are, I'm under production right now and I'm getting into a new store. I don't want to kiss and tell again, but... I was receiving all the pieces. I was doing my QC and each piece I was like, mm, where's the size eight? So this is a beautiful, simple, it's an African print, but it's a very simple, easy dress for an easy day. Uh, it's chic. It's elegant. It's effortless. It's easy. It's got colors, which is how my, my soul screams. So I'm, I'm just feeling nice in this beautiful, simple, uh, just a simple, these all really. Um, Actually, I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Now, we're also going to be joined by Morag Stein, who's our internationally accredited beauty consultant and makeup artist who will be glamming up the show with her glam up for a dose of makeup and beauty tips uh, a bit later. And uh, for just a quick reminder for those who are tuned in for the first time, I've got my favorite at, uh, segment at the end of the show called Who Would You Want to Dress and Why? So feel free to share with us your who's and your why's. That is the one I call our red glass of wine. It's the segment we use to unwind. So keep your tweets coming. We're on Fashion Lab AF. Share with us your thoughts around accessibility of grants and bursaries, especially within the continent. We're on Fashion Lab AF. Now, before I uh, move on, I would like to introduce our special guests onto the show who are joining us to discuss um, our subject matter around grants and bursaries. We are joined in studio by the chairperson behind Bekani Investment, Aspen Pharmacare Limited and Luminance, which is a South African luxury multi-brand store 
which offers a world-class shopping experience with an African appeal. Now, the storehouses at Luminance, both local and international designers and brands that are globally recognized, and as well as the in-house Lumi collection, which features apparel shoes, bags made from the finest skins and leather. Allow me to welcome to the show Madame Judith Lamini. Hi. Hi, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks, Liz, and uh, good afternoon to the listeners. Wow, now you look stunning. I mean, I thought I was coming here with my pretty less is more. Huh? I should have just known. But could you just <laughs> now for me, edgy today? But Judy, could you just share with our listeners what you're wearing and what's inspiring the look? Um, I'm all in black, and there's a reason for that. Earlier on, I attended the funeral of a very special 19-year-old who passed away on Sunday. And uh, yeah, that's why I'm all in black. I'm wearing Jimmy Choo uh, shoes, which we stock as uh, luminance. I'm also wearing a Carolina Herrera black dress, uh, skirt. Uh, we also, that's also from luminance. And I'm wearing a dress van Norton uh, top, um, also from luminance. So I'm representing uh, the brand. Wow. You look stunning. Thank you. If this is how people walk in, I mean, it's like, but it's okay. We are, I'm not so far off, right? No, I'm, you, I'm, you I'm fit, we are, we are fitting in, so we are good. <laughs> I'm the one who's fitting in, Liz. <laughs> well, you know what? Congratulations, first of all, for all of your achievements within the Thank industry. You. I personally, as an African girl child, or as an African woman, I admire what you're doing, and uh, I think it gives a lot of hope. And it, it makes an African woman proud when we look at your journey Thank um, you. in business. It's not just, you're not just looking fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> you are so kind. Thanks, no, Liz. thank yeah. you. Now, we are also joined in studio, um, not in studios per se, but it's none of your business how. But truth is, um, we are joined in studio by one of South Africa's most popular and successful designers, beloved by celebrities and passionate about spreading the gospel of glamour. Uh, he's a proud champion for South African fashion. He runs a successful design business, creating opportunities for young designers with an annual basery. He also dedicates every collection to a social cause, using the power of his fashion platform to raise awareness for issues around his heart. Allow me to welcome to the show designer Hert. I am telling you, I don't want to kill this. He'll be joining us shortly. Now, um, because we are here and we are enjoying fashion and we are talking basaries and we are talking grants, I want to, first of all, like I said, Judy, congratulations also on this Luminance uh, grant. Uh, what you guys added, the 170000 to the Hert Kotsie Basari program. I want to talk about this um social uh, cause and what it means to luminance and the rest of the African fashion industry. Okay. Uh, maybe let me start by saying uh, I entered the fashion industry three years ago. Uh, obviously, I've always been a consumer. I love fashion. Uh, but one of the things that is very important to me, it's important to my family uh, through Mkiwa Trust that we use uh, for social investment, but it's also important to luminance. We've always believed in education. Uh, whatever success I have, it's because of the education that I received. So we've always plowed back in terms of offering bursaries. Uh, our focus initially was not in fashion because I wasn't in fashion. It was in uh, sponsoring medical students, chartered accountants, actuaries, engineers, and uh, actuarial scientists. And when we entered uh, fashion, we actually then thought, okay, uh, life has actually directed us now into fashion. 
what can we do to make a difference? And uh, as I believe um, that education is everything, uh, even within fashion, we actually identified that education uh, will actually change lives. Uh, it actually gets rid of poverty, and it's quite empowering, especially to women, because you educate a woman, you educate a village. So that's why when we actually had Gerard uh, Johan Coutier as one of the designers that we stock at Luminance, which is, by the way, very, very deliberate because we believe that uh, local designers uh, have what it takes, uh, especially if, if they get support and they can actually stand uh, next to your international designers. So when we actually had the encounter with um, Johan, Gerard Johan Coutier, we then said we will actually invest alongside yourself in terms of offering uh, fashion bursaries. Uh, and the bursary is bigger than just the money. It also offers an internship. So we believe that education is one thing where you acquire the skills, or the technical knowledge, but then you have to apply the technical knowledge. So that's why we offer Luminance as a space for internship. We've had internships before. We continue to have them, but it's the first time that we have a specific bursary for fashion within Luminance. It's beautiful. Now, what do you look forward to achieving, or where do you hope to see the three? Is it the three? Is it three winners? Is um, it? It's actually one for Luminance, right? And uh, one of the things that's important to us, and uh, I really believe, um, for every person to succeed, you need ambition, you need resilience, and you just need to work hard. And uh, so we look for that in a person. Uh, we chose a, a young woman by the name of Tembagazi uh, because she actually lives that. She always wanted to be in fashion, but uh, she has uh, her two parents are teachers. And I can relate to this because if you academically inclined, you actually want something that will protect your child from not having a job. You want them to be doctors. You want them to be lawyers. You know, they had a similar vision for her. So she did a BA in psychology. She did it because that's what the parent wanted her to do, and she finished it in record time, and then she said, okay, here's your certificate, now I can pursue what is the passion for me. I admire that because it shows character, and uh, I, I believe in people having more than one profession, if possible. I started as a doctor, and then I did an MBA. I went into corporate finance. I'm now in business. So that resonated with me. I love young people who actually say, I will do this. And once I've started it, I might not necessarily like it, but I owe it to myself to finish it, which is what she did. And uh, she came across very well, even at the interview, but also just looking at the presentation that she sent to us. It just shows she's creative. She takes what she does seriously. Those elements, those characteristics are important. Mm. Mm. Um, you know, so have you guys thought, obviously, this is the first um sort in of, um, yes, for you, for you guys in fashion. Have you thought of penetrating into the continent, perhaps? We have, Into we the rest have, of the continent. yes, we have in different ways. Uh, fashion is quite broad and uh, there are so many facets to it. Uh, we're currently pursuing three uh, designers from the continent, two from Nigeria, one from Angola. I won't say their names. It's been a struggle. Uh, I remember I went to Paris one time to actually meet with someone who represents one of the Nigerian uh, designers. We haven't been successful yet. But uh, we actually hope that uh, we'll just keep pursuing them. 
because um, I believe that uh, we owe it uh, to the continent to actually showcase what uh, Africa has to offer because Africa has so much to offer. Wow. Now, um, we obviously want to also kind of pick uh, Hecht's mind around uh, his involvement um, in this uh, buzzery um, conversation or connection. Um, Hecht, are you here with us? Hi, how are you guys? Fine, thank Hi, you. <laughs> hello, hello. Thank you for having me. You're welcome and thank you for joining us. Now, before we go further in, what are you wearing and what's inspiring that look? And you're welcome to be creative if you have to. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'm wearing right now. Yes. Yes. So right now I'm wearing, I'm quite into these, you know, this mauvey dusty pink. So I'm wearing a, a mauve dusty pink shirt with a pants and then a little bit rolled up with my pointy black shoes and a, a wooden bow tie that I designed. Wow. wow. <laughs> Is that you being creative or do, does it doesn't matter anyway? It's a creative industry. <laughs> yes, you know. Yes. Yeah, looking good while you have to make other people look good is vitally important. No, we understand and we appreciate that. It's very important. Now, congratulations on your offering um to the world of fashion and for the fact that, you know, the 185,000 fashion buzzery has been open. I want us to talk about, uh, I've already spoken a bit, we've been speaking to Judy, but I'd like to also just hear from you around uh, the need or the demand for this buzzery and what drove you to ensure that this was finally um, set up and running. We we started the bursary program. This is the seventh year I've been running it. And um, and we've been giving away a bursary every year. What what I found that's, that's in the fashion industry is there's so much talent and so many kids that want to do this. The problem with fashion is, is that not many parents want to spend the money to let their children go and study into a creative direction like art and fashion and, 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 and things like that. So I found it's important to, to kind of stimulate that industry because there's so much talent in Africa. And then also, once you found the talent, what I think lots of other bursary programs fall short is you, you don't nurture it. You, 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 you give this bursary away and you set the children off to go and study, but they constantly need that reinforcement, almost that mentorship program. And I think that is why this bursary is so successful. I mean, it's in its seventh year and each and every student that has graduated from the bursary has gone into high paying jobs and really some, most of them actually started their own companies and their own fashion brands and they are doing so well. And I think that's important to kind of look for talent and then polish it and then send it out of, into the world so that it can stimulate the industry. Now, it's, it's amazing. I actually didn't even know you'd been running buzzeries for all this time, meaning that obviously Luminance just jumped on to also give you something or to add on to so, what has was, already been. Yes, I was so excited when Luminance um, jumped on. I mean, Dr. Judy is such an inspiration, I think, to many women and, and men and creative people like myself. Um, but but yeah, we've been running the bursary for seven years, and and this year, and and we've only been giving away one bursary. So this year, earlier this year, when I was showing my spring summer collection, I dedicated the collection to education. Uh, education. Madiba's words were so wise when he said that the the biggest weapon, the strongest weapon any country can have is education. And I, I just wanted to add to that. So I, I spoke to a lot of people, and we got to do a second bursary for fashion communication, which is great because that is more the business side of the bursary uh, and, and the business side of fashion, which is so important. And, and so it's been giving away that bursary. And then 
right there and then Dr. Dlamini said, well, Luminance is also adding another bursary, which I think is so amazing. So it's three bursaries this year, um, which has, has, has just changed three people's lives. And that's just so exciting if you can be part of that. Now, I just love the fact that you believe in the youth um, and you believe in the transfer of knowledge, if nothing else, and which also synergizes with Luminance and their quotes around the great Muhammad Ali with the whole service to others is the rent you pay for your room here on earth. Now, where do you expect or what are you hoping within three to five years? Where do we where can we foresee? What can we see? Where can we see the students? Where can we see uh, the winners of these bursaries um, within the next, say, three to five years? What do you see so, for the future? So if we look at the past bursary winners and um, where they have gone. So it's the three years where you're studying your degree. And, and that is quite hard studying. So in between, like I'm sure Dr. Glamini also said that you will be going to, um, to, to you'll be going to intern at Luminance and you'll be coming to intern at Khertia and Kutsia to really get the ins and out of, of fashion, not only just at school, but getting real life experience as well. So after three years of that, you are kind of good. Like if I, if I look at just, for instance, the, the Northwest School of Design, their, their graduation fashion show every year so far. The, the best first-year designer, the best the second-year designer, and then the designer of the year has 99% of the time been a bursary, a Khatran Kutsia bursary winner. Hmm. Um, and that just shows you that the, that the mentorship program is working. It's definitely giving them a big advantage. Um, uh, on top of their other, uh, on top of their, their, their fellow students, um, which is great. And then when they're done, um, Prudence Kahu, that that what was finishing last year and, and went into um, a job this year, actually at Khatran Kutsia, we offered her a fourth year fellowship, um, for her to come a full year and work here and experience um, what the real job is like. Now I was going to, yeah, I was, first of all, I'm very proud of what you're doing for sure. And I'm sure uh, our listeners would be because mm-hmm. I think that, um, you know, like we say, what's the point of once we've acquired all this information and acquired all of these skills, what's the, why don't we find ways to actually transfer the skills? Because mm-hmm. that's what uh, a lot of people are lacking. Now, do you guys focus on encouraging this students to actually uh, have the sort of get into the business with a mindset of their own business, meaning more entrepreneuring, or do you encourage them to go towards the route of of looking for employment, or does it does it even do you, do they just go with their flow? What what do you guys advise? Because I feel like um, in the industry, when we look, we've been speaking about different topics across um, you know this platform. We speak every day on a different subject matter, and when it comes to education, one of the things that we've realized is. There's education, which is fine. People go through it, they finish, and then they get into the real world. And then they, they a lot of students either um, lose hope because they get into the real world that is so different from anything they ever knew. There was no sort of incubation program or something to to get them ready because from school to business is not a joke um, straight. But what happens is then we see a lot of students actually lose their dreams and then just start doing random things. Or you find the very few who are lucky enough. Uh, and I say lucky because capital is one of the biggest problems. Mm. And the students who, because the creativity is not a question, the students who have a sort of uh, bench to lean on when it comes to funding or, or capital have actually excelled higher. Um, but they've excelled to build their brands. And then the, the students who kind of tried their brand, didn't work out what have ended up going into either the business side of fashion or even actually a whole new different career because they've just 
They've just lost it. Do you guys mm. encourage, because I feel like one of the things that I think is lacking in the continent is people are not, people finish and graduate to look for work. What happened to, to really helping them build their queendoms or their kingdoms, you know, whatever you want to call it, because that's where I think that's where the future is. What are, yes, yeah. let's let let's have Judy. Yes, uh, um, you, you know I believe in giving people people options. So with the internships that we've had uh, since we started, which won't be the first time with our BESA, is that we actually expose people to the workings in the industry. We expose them to the head office, the finance side of things, uh, the buying side of things, uh, the creative side of things, the visual merchandising, and also just being on the floor, you know, customer service. Because it's not everyone is going to be an entrepreneur, but uh, in the continent, we need a lot of that because that's where we lack. Uh, even the education at our universities is geared towards uh, you get a job. You finish the degree, then you get a job. We need to change that mindset. That's why uh, through my husband and the family business, we're actually starting a chain of schools. And one of the differentiators with those chain of schools is that entrepreneurship will be a cause. And there'll also be a practical aspect to that cause because we truly believe as a continent we lack that initiative, that innovativeness of starting our own uh, REM grows, you know, our own uh, discoveries, you know. So uh, it, it, it's very important. We expose people to that. But at the same time, we are mindful that not everyone is going to be an entrepreneur. So if you fail to be an entrepreneur, you still should have something mm -hmm. to fall back to. Mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you. Um, do you want to say something on that? Or you want to, you want to add, mm, what add is, to that? But what I especially like, and specifically the fashion environment with the, 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 the luminance bursary, is that that student is going to have an opportunity to mix with such a high-end store like luminance. They're going to see what international clothes look like. And I think that is one of the, the big problems in, in fashion in Africa is that that students, there's so much talent here, but students don't always realize where the bar is set and how high. Um, and that is what, what is going to give that student that's, that, that's going to be interning at Luminance such an advantage because they're going to see the business side. They're going to see the flow. That I loved what, what Dr. Flamini said about the flow and um, seeing how customer service works. And just all around rounding off a person because that is the, the, one of the, the lackings in, 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 in this industry is that we are not all fully rounded. We might be mm -hmm. able to design beautifully, but we, we can't work with customers. Or we mm -hmm. can work with customers, but we can't design. And mm -hmm. I think that is why it's so important to kind of mix these two together. Wow. Thank you so much. Um, uh, Edgy, are you here with us? Edgy? Okay. Well... Moving on, um, what I, I want to, uh, so obviously I'm very excited about um, what you guys are doing and uh, I hope that we can also, uh, you know, I think sometimes it's about looking and seeing what's happening and maybe that's how the rest of the industry also gets excited and, mm -hmm. and maybe, uh, you know. We might be able to design beautifully, but we can't work with customers or we can work with customers, but we can't design. And I think that is why it's so important to kind of mix these two together. Yep, that is us right here holding it down on Fashion Lab Africa. We hold it out here every Thursday, 2 to 3 Central African time. And today we are talking fashion bursaries and grants uh, joined in studio by um, entrepreneur, um, Madame Entre Entrepreneur um, Judith Lamini. And we are also joined by fashion designer Hert. 
Cotier, and we are joined also by Edgy Benson uh, from New York. Now, um, Edgy, are you here with us on the line? Yes. Yes. So, sorry, we were looking for you. We don't know what happened, but I thought, <laughs> I thought, let me my, actually, my let me send bro. my agents to find you. But Edgy, you've been tuned in to the show so far uh, around yes. these grants and bursaries. What I'd like to hear from you is just kind of pick your mind as well. Um, it's always nice to uh, compare notes of what's happening in different parts of the world, especially when it comes to these topics, because uh, at the end of the day, we are in a globalized world and we have to also pay attention to what's happening in other spaces and then see how we can compare notes or how we can match up or how we can step up or whatever it is we need to do. What, is, what are your thoughts and what is actually going on when it comes to the grants and buzzerbees? What, what are your two cents? What are your echoes from New York? What do you think? Do you think uh, there's not enough of it in the continent? Do you think that maybe it's too driven towards the younger uh, sort of designers when the truth is that the older designers are not necessarily smiling to the bank? I mean, there's... There, there's need for um, there's need for these things in every aspect, despite age, despite when you got into the game. What are your thoughts? Are you speaking to me? Oh wow, I was speaking to Edgy. Uh, <laughs> I just. Got we already know your thoughts. <laughs> we already know your thoughts. Um, I was speaking to Edgy. Um, are you here with us, Edgy? Okay, today is not a very. Um, edgy happy day um yes but you know what so anyway let's go go back into the conversations now did you what do you, what are your thoughts anyway we're talking about this and i'm just thinking that you know maybe it's also something that's really pushed towards uh the younger um sort of a uh, um, graduates or students or just people who are really emerging and getting in fresh and brand new. Whereas the truth is there's a big gap in the industry where they still, I'm not saying the, the grants, uh, I, I'm not saying it's anyone's right when it comes to grants and buzzeries, but I think where we are as a continent, there's still, we're, I think we're still way behind. And I think that when we look at sort of uh, grants and buzzeries, the reason I refer to that is because that is support and support mm -hmm. is, is support is crucial in business. So what are your thoughts? Do you find that that's how it should be, that it should just be targeted towards the newbies or would you consider or think about expanding uh, the buzzeries or grants to like a more mature sort of a, uh, fashion brand or fashion entrepreneur who's been in the game but just kind of still struggling people struggle through different stages obviously yeah that, that's very true uh, it's just that they they are limited resources you know if you take a my company for instance as I said, we're actually offering bursaries for so many different uh, sectors of the economy. And uh, even if you just look at the fashion sector, uh, you always look for low-hanging fruit, like people that are young that can still be molded to become whatever. Uh, it's easier to actually deal with those. But then life is not about doing what is easy. Uh, so as you expand, because in my view, uh, there isn't enough uh, money that is put into the fashion industry in terms of bursaries, in terms of grants. So the, the, the low-hanging fruit is to actually mold them when they're young. But as you grow, you actually need different sectors of that particular industry to say, I'm going to target a different space. Mm -hmm. uh, and that space is going to be someone who's been uh, in the industry for a long time. And uh, they have different needs. You'll find that maybe all they need is capital. Because entrepreneurship is really about two things. It's talent 
and capital. Mm -hmm. If you've got those two, then you mm -hmm. made, you know. Mm -hmm. So you find that quite a few, they actually want to get capital so that they grow their businesses. So that is the area where you have people that are not necessarily giving grants in fashion. For instance, the SA, SME fund that uh, is the brainchild of Adrian Gore from Discovery. Uh, one of the areas that it could look at is just those uh, entrepreneurs that have got the skill, they've got the passion for fashion, but all they need is just that kick uh, in terms of capital. So you do need a different uh, at, uh, angles to approach it. Wow. Edgy? Yes. Yes, wow. You know, you went um, yeah. you went away again. Already you're so far away. Edgy, what are your thoughts on our conversation today? No, I mean, it's listening to both Dr. Limani yeah. and Koetzee, here we have the CFDA, you know, so I, I feel like it's already, by what they are doing, we're already very competitive because, so grants can be the form of, you know, whether it's, it's mentoring, it's incubation, incubator programs or internships or study scholarships and, and all these things that help uh, designers. Um, what I've seen from, from listening to them is that they've actually done so much that they're actually very competitive with what's happening outside. And the fact that they have now included bursaries to look at communication, it's also huge because the design, there's, they are promoting a commensurate growth between design and, 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 and the ways in which design is showcased, you know, the tools that design needs to be, to be seen, you know, so, it's, it's, I think my, my take on it is that we're making good progress in Africa and it's, it's great to have people like this involved in it. It's great to have these bursaries and I, I, it's, it's great what's going on. I mean, we can do more, but to see that that is happening and the effects that's having already on the industry, it's huge. Mm. Thank you, Edgy. Um, Hert, are you here with us? I'm with you. Yes, thank you. I now have to ask, otherwise I feel like I was talking to myself a few times. But, Hert, I really want to thank you for joining us. I really want to commend you on what you're doing. I think you're doing a great job. And I think, like I said, is uh, when one, sometimes a few people need to start uh, sort of raising the bar mm. or setting the trend, and you'll be surprised how uh, so many more will follow. So I don't think we lack creativity. This continent is, is rich when it comes to creativity. I think it's it's, it's refreshing. I think from a business perspective, um, people are getting m more and more switched on so you find creatives not just creating la 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 it's literally a business yeah, right? yeah so i think for me what i want to do is uh to just have you share with us what we can expect from you as a fashion um guru and then what or where you see the future of african fashion because you're vested in it well what what i think the the future of african fashion is very bright and it's very exciting um I just came from New York and, and the whole kind of world, if you look at the international trend reports and the whole kind of world is starting to turn more and more to Africa for inspiration. And then, of course, as African designers is going to have such a competitive advantage above all the designers in the world. So Africa's time to shine is coming. We must just make sure we have the skill set to, to go with that. And and, um, and, and and in terms of culture and Kutsia, what we're busy with is um, we're about to finish off the year and we're just so excited. This has been such a blessed year. But next year, we're focusing on a lot of international red carpets. We've been, um, we've been approached by, by a lot of um, American um, 
um, celebrities to to kind of um, start wearing our clothes. So I'm hoping um, next year we'll see much more of that. So that is kind of our focus at the moment and going very strongly into retail um, so that you can not just look at beautiful fashion on the red carpet, but you can you also can buy it and wear it, it here in Mm. Yes, and the world. So I think that's very important to, to, to have those retail outlets like Luminance to be able to go there and, and support African fashion. It's beautiful. We're really proud of what you're doing. Keep moving. Uh, keep shaking. Don't shake the doors down. Just keep it, keep it cool. But um, thank you so much for joining us. Now, um, to Judy, um, where do you see the future of fashion, African fashion specifically? Um, I think uh, the more we love ourselves, which uh, is still a journey, um, the more we'll appreciate what we have, the creativity we have as a continent, and just the talent that we have as a continent. So I think there's still a lot that we can achieve, and there's still a lot of exposure that the different uh, multinational brands uh, can actually showcase the, the talent within the continent. So, yeah, the future looks very bright. Fantastic. Edgy, yeah. I know where you see it, so I won't ask you. <laughs> he sees it bright. Yeah. <laughs> but, guys. Yeah, oh, it's huge. Edgy, it's, it's, it's nothing but love. But um, it's, um, it's beautiful. Like I said, the reason we normally plug in Edgy, for those who are tuned in for the first time or just wondering why Edgy is in the background and I'm, I keep looking for him, is because while we have these real <laughs> conversations that need to be had in the industry, it's always good to get insight from different angles. Mm. And uh, I think that as much as we're sitting here in Johannesburg talking on behalf of Africa. Um, Edgy is still of African descent, but the fact that he's been running his business with some of the biggest brands in the, in the U.S., specifically New York, uh, he's also got some very good insight. And therefore, mm. the conversations just become fattier and juicier and yummier. But listen, I want us to, gl- I want us to go straight to uh, Morag Stein, who is glamming up uh, this session because we need a bit of a glam up dose right now. So keep it locked while we roll over to Morag Stein. Hi, everyone. Liz, as always, thank you for the beautiful introduction. Um, You know, such a beautiful topic um, today as well. Um, Something that this country really needs, something that the continent really needs. Um, And it's just so, it's something very close to my heart when you're so successful in your field and you're sort of extending a hand out to those who have the talent um, you know, but they're not as lucky as what we were um, in the industry. So really, really good on you, um, you know, Gert, for, for making this happen. Um, you know, so hopefully for me in the next year or two years, I'd love to also get some grants and offer some beautiful bursaries, you know, to artists on the continent. So let's get straight into the glam up. As we know, Liz's favorite came first, the no makeup makeup. I'm calling this the no lipstick lipstick, a natural looking tint that looks like you've just eaten a popsicle or happen to have perfectly flattering lip color by nature. (laughs) I'm loving Revlon's lip balm lacquer in the shade called Demure. It's got a beautiful moisturizing action containing sheer mango and coconut butter. Also in a great chubby crayon, you know, those ones that are great to just pop on, chuck in your bag and off you go. And also great when you're on the run, like I will be for the next four days at the Blue Blood Bollywood Extravaganza happening at the Santon Convention Center in Johannesburg, South Africa, where I will be heading up alongside Ravneet from Runway Lifestyle in India, where I'll be directing backstage aesthetics, makeup and hair, 
as well as behind the scenes of the international showcase, working with the creme de la creme of top Indian fashion designers, Vikram Padnis, Joy Mintra, and Krishna Mentra, just to name a few, as well as two powerhouses of the Bollywood music industry, Sanyu Negram and Atif Aslam. I want to share my new discoveries with you. As you know, I'm always planning, always getting around, seeing what's there, and I'm loving them. Let me emphasize, with that said, these are my latest beauty trends. You know, every season we're inundated with trends from unexpected runway looks to Hollywood movements. And of course, there's the social media crazes, all of which create so many options for us. And it's safe to say that we hit the peak trend every few months, or at least we try and get very close. Getting a bit overwhelmed, well, trust me, like, I really know what you're saying, because there's just so much going on. There's so many trends. This blogger is doing that. This makeup artist is doing that. This fashion designer is doing a different thing. Um, but I must say, one of my greatest discoveries this week is actually a favorite. It's called eye strobing. So this means we're taking the highlighting shimmers to the eye and strategically applying it so that it quite literally lights up the eye area. It's crazy easy to do and looks great on everyone. Staying out of the sun is hard, especially for those going to the coast. But as you know, I'm completely addicted to self-tan. And of course, as you know, my, my favorite brand is Caribbean Tan. But oh lordy, I have discovered something amazing. And that is the Sintropay In-Shower Gradual Tanner. You just pop it on, lather it on, um, sort of like a body lotion while your skin is still wet. And then leave it on for three minutes, rinse it off. And what happens? A golden tan develops over eight hours. Of course, it gets darker with daily use. I mean, how amazing. Color correcting. This is happening in a big way. While we're slightly very intimidated by this, it's actually pretty easy once you master the technique. As I've always said, you cannot watch a YouTube tutorial and do your contouring the same as the person doing the video because our faces are different shaped, our um, textures are different, our skin tones are different. So really practice this and master your face and what works for you. So this technique is basically an old um, art school trick applied to makeup. It works by diffusing unwanted color, such as redness around the nose or dark under eye circles before you apply, you know, your foundation or your BB cream. I'm really in love with the NYX 3C concealer palette in the color medium. Don't know what to get yourself. Let me start. Ladies, are you listening? You need to get a pro highlighting kit. If you make one big makeup splurge this summer, let it be the Anastasia Glow, Clay, Glow Kit. It has literally changed my life. Every color is so magnificent and versatile. And let me tell you, you'll be blinding the beings on Mars. It's so, so beautiful. And it's sort of, um, you know, with the palette, there's different colors, different textures. So you can really sort of give a very deepened um, highlighting effect and also create you know, sort of an ombre um, on the, on the, you know, on your cheekbone, which is really, really amazing. We often purchase beauty products because of the pull quotes on the front of the packages, charting the seamlessly impossible results. You know what, unless you're especially thorough, we've done ingredients on the show before, but you know what, we still skip the ingredients on the back of the package. It's a crucial mistake made by many. I make it sometimes. And of course, there's that secret beauty ingredient, which is our way of finding those beauty ingredients that are becoming staples in the beauty world and sometimes even better beauty breakthroughs. So my breakthrough this week is 
dead sea salt. It's practically a hidden, a hidden ingredient um, in many beauty products. It contains 10 times the amount of minerals as in the Mediterranean Sea. Um, and also, you know, when something comes from the Dead Sea, it's obviously, as we know, the Dead Sea is packed with minerals. Um, it's very rare and it's completely natural and there's a hefty price tag on it. But it is so worth it. You know, the Dead Sea salt, it helps combat stress. It also cures fluid retention and balancing out the moisture in your body. It also helps reduce tension in your joints and any bloating that happens in your body. Plus, it strengthens your skin and nails. So, you know, the, the, those, this is so horrible, but you know those um, Israeli sales um, men and ladies that stand in the malls and they try and sell you all this dead sea salt. Listen, let me tell you something. You actually need to sample it and try it. These products are amazing. They're literally from the Dead Sea. Yes, they are pricey, but I mean, it's a rare natural product, you know. Um, my favorite, there is a huge rage about coconut oil, and there has been for a while. But wow, we're really missing out on the queen of oils, sesame seed oil. It can be used as a natural sunscreen, a skin moisturizer. It slows down the aging process, detoxifies the skin, helps repair damaged skin cells, reduces and cures bacterial skin infections. I mean, I can go on here. Those are just to mention a few. And let me ask, why wouldn't you want to use it? So time to change those oils in your kitchen. That'll all, that'll be all from me today. Have a fabulous weekend. And remember, if you're in the Santon area, pop into the Bollywood Extravaganza. There'll be amazing Indian cuisine, henna art, Indian-inspired jewelry, and of course, fashion. <laughs> Catch me on all social media platforms at Moragstein. That's M-O-R-A-G-S-T-E-Y-N. Over and out and have a beautiful weekend. And over and in right back here at the Fashion Lab. That was Morag holding it down. I don't know if I should do the sesame oil or if I should go for the sea salt or if I should... Gosh, there's so many tips. But guys, um, it's been really great having you on the show. Judy, for our listeners who want to connect with you, uh, is there a website? Are you on social media? How can they connect with you? Uh, our website is www.luminanceonline.com. That's how they can connect with me. Thank you. And Hert? Okay. Hert is gone. But okay. But I guess Google him, you know, like yeah. that's, and it's a nice, I say it with, with love, not, not negatively, you know, and the thing is, we just have to love Google. Um, I want to just thank you for joining us on the show today. I want to also thank you, Edgy, for your contribution, which we always appreciate. And before we wrap up, it is that time of the, uh, show or the t time of the day where we go straight into who would you want to address and why. So I'm going to start with, uh, gosh, who do I start with? <laughs> Edgy, I'm going to start with you. Please set a good example. You know, we've got a guest in studio. <laughs> okay. Actually, uh, I would love to dress. I would have loved to dress uh, Judy, but she's already wearing one of my favorite designers. So I'm already blown away. She's wearing a dress Van Norton. So I am so, I, I'm over the moon already. Okay, Edgy, who would you want to dress and why? <laughs> Let's go back. Here. I just told you I wanted to dress Judy, but she's wearing already what I would have loved to Okay, so wear. you want to dress so I'm happy. Okay, so you want to dress Judy and why? Because she's so I mean just the sophistication of her and and her, her her 
interest in fashion, her sophistication, that, and her broad-based um, look at life, like going from being a doctor to... So she's just got this... She's a powerful woman. That I think, yeah, <laughs> That's what you want to say. Just say <laughs> it. It's powerful. Thank you, Edgy. And Judy, who would you want to dress and why, given an option? Firstly, thanks very much for that, Edgy. Um, you are so kind. Ah, oh, that's a hard one. Hmm. <laughs> Who would I want to dress? Hmm. Michelle Obama, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and why? Because she's got such an athletic body, and I think whatever she puts on, she just oozes grace, and uh, she's represented as well as a African woman. It's very nice. Mm. Now, I want to dress. Absolutely. Yes. Mm. Now, I want to dress. I'm so like, I hate it when like, you know, when I ask someone who they want to dress and they're thinking, that's what I was about to do. So I was like, listen, first of all, I wanted to dress Judy. I should have gone first, but I leave it alone. Okay. And I want, I wanted to dress you before Edgy said he wants to dress you because I'm attracted to your um, elegance. I'm attracted to your strength. You. I'm attracted to your power. You, you, but, but your grace at the same time. Now, so I'm going to go back to, I want to dress opera today because actually I haven't dressed her since we started this show. And I want to dress her because I'm also drawn to her as a powerful, mm. beautiful, uh, strong woman who really exudes so much power yet so much grace. So again, back to where I'm going to. And this is strategy too. Don't worry. It's going to be a Liz Ogumbo piece that you're wearing. <laughs> when I dress you and opera, if you're tuned in, honey, that is what I want to do is put all of, throw all of my Liz Ogumbo charm into your life, into your soul, into your silhouette. But anyway, I think that's it uh, for today. Uh, for those who are tuned in, okay, Morag, yeah, let's hear what Mor- who Morag wants to dress today. I would love to dress Rita Farai, who was crowned Miss World in 1966. She was the first ever to win the title for India. After pageantry life, she gave herself up to the medical world and is now one of the world's most influential medical doctors and researchers. And wowza, at 73, she still looks incredible. That's inspiration for you. Wow, guys. A lot of uh, powerful uh, dressing situations here today. No one's playing around. No one wants to dress uh, Nicki Minaj today. <laughs> anyway, guys, <laughs> that's my two cents. But you know what? It's peace and love for all our listeners who are tuned in. We are on www.fashionlabafrica.com. We hold it down here every Thursday, 2 to 3 Central Africa time. And we'd love to hear from you. So please, we are getting off. We are winding down, but we are not gone forever. We'd love to hear from you. And just remember your key things when we spoke to Judy. I hope you've got some really good things. If you've got that passion, you've got that consistency, you've got that resilience, you've got that, uh, obviously, yes, capital is, it is. But if you have all those, uh, basic, uh, you know, basic requirements, then you can definitely run. You could run the world if you wanted to. And I think for me, my two cents on it is to once you have all of that package, even if you don't have the money, my policy and the way that I have built everything that I built is you start and you start moving, whether you're walking, whether you're crawling, and you'll be surprised that you will attract everything that needs to help you and help, help propel you to the end. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Peace and love until next week. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you. Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com. Cliffcentral.com.